This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, guys? Uh, a couple of news and notes uh, from training camp. Going to start with the Bills, uh, the most fantasy-relevant team in the NFL. Uh, just kidding. Um, but as far as their wide receiver situation goes, right, uh, they have Zay Jones and newly signed wide receiver John Brown on the outside. Cole Beasley playing that slot role. Um, and then you have Robert Foster, who obviously killed it last year uh, as a rookie. Had a great rookie season. Uh, had some big games. Um, but it doesn't look like he'll be part, you know, of that starting rotation. But, you know, I, I don't see a world where he doesn't mix in a ton. Um, maybe he'll he'll be on the outside looking in as far as the starters go. But honestly, like, he'll be mixing in a ton. But as of today, it seems like the if you're going to draft one of these Bills wide receivers, it has to be John Brown. Um, he has he's shown the most rapport with Josh Allen. Um, a ton of balls going his way. And if you know me, I'm I'm a big fan of John Brown too. Um, his route running ability, his separation ability, um, his contested catch ability is pretty good for a small dude. Um, r- relatively small. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think he's a talented guy, and, and injuries have played him a little bit. You know, Joe Flacco is Joe Flacco, so he couldn't really, you know, I guess use him to the ability that. You know, to, to the best of his ability. So, um, I'm, 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 he's somebody that I might, you know, throw a late round stab at. You know, if I need a wide receiver, need some depth there. Uh, but I think he can produce wide receiver three numbers potentially, uh, even with Josh Allen as his quarterback. Lamar Miller obviously gets a bump. You know, with Deontay Foreman getting cut. Um, you know, Foreman had a shot, and we all thought he had a shot of, of, you know, eating into Lamar Miller's workload, potentially being there early down back. Uh, Lamar Miller, I think he had passing down role uh, kind of locked down regardless uh, but now I mean you know he's gonna be their three down guy probably not a every down guy because uh, we know that they like to mix other guys in um, we've seen it with scrubs like Alfred Blue um, in the past so he might not be the most consistent option but in a three down back in an offense where you know Deshaun Watson coming off of that ACL to, you know one year one season removed from the ACL injury um, that offense could take a step forward um, even though the offensive line isn't great, you know, he still should provide a, you know, a decent floor. And where he's going right now, um, I think he's going in like late fifth, sixth round, something like that. Um, he's a decent value. Um, let, let's see who they pick up, though. Steve Reed, who covers the Panthers for the Associated Press, uh, he basically said that Curtis Samuel looks so good in camp that he wouldn't be surprised that if he's the number one receiver uh, going into the season. Um, and I talked about that a little bit in my post today, so go check that out. You know, it's amazing that Cooper Cup is way too hot outside, by the way. Again, East Coast heat, humidity, no good. No bueno. Okay, anyway, um, Cooper Cup, right? I- I'm-, I'm amazed that he was able to make it back, avoid the pup. I think he was only nine months removed from his ACL tear. Um, should be ready for week one. And, 
you know, I, I, I like Woods. I like, I, I like uh, you know, Brandon Cooks as well. But, like, if I see Cooper Cup there at the 4-5 or five turn, maybe he drops a little bit because people are scared of that ACL and potential soft tissue injuries that are associated with that. It's just kind of tough to pass up on that upside. Uh, but just want to let you guys know that, like, he's in practice. He's playing. Um, so week one, he should be good to go. Just want to point out, if you're drafting today, tomorrow, Zeke doesn't get a deal done yet. And, um, you know, you probably won't take Zeke, I'm guessing. Uh, but Tony Pollard, you know, he's a running back that you might want to target late uh, because he would be, you know, the guy most likely. Uh, you know, obviously Alfred Morris is there. They signed him as insurance. But I really think that Tony Pollard uh, checks a lot of boxes, you know, in terms of being a three-down back um, in that offense. So uh, he could potentially take that role behind a really good offensive line. So just throwing that out there. Elliot Shoreparks, Shield Kapadia, Jimmy Kemsky. Oh, I got it. I got it. I, I just did that like 14 times. Um, all beat writers for the Eagles. Hopefully I don't mess up now, though. Right? That, that's, that's the only thing. Um, they've all been raving about Miles Sanders. Um, basically saying that he's the best running back on the team. Clearly the best running back on the team. Um, you know, basically like it's just a matter of time before he becomes, you know, the starter. Um, and, and and that's huge praise, right? And like there's multiple guys saying this, you know, multiple beat reporters. So, you know, obviously he had that hamstring issue to start camp. Um, but since then, since he came back, I mean, he's been turning heads. Um, so obviously Jordan Howard, you know, is going to be part of that offense. But, you know, with them going back to back, obviously I thought Howard was a real value going at his spot. And I think he is. Uh, but, you know, Miles Sanders, it seems like that hype is growing a little bit. And, you know, because he's turning heads, that, that's something to really monitor. Um, and if you have to choose between the two, you might want to kind of go with the higher upside option, um, who, who is Miles Sanders. So we'll see how that backfield plays out. I mean, it's most likely going to be a committee one way or another. Uh, but there could be some value had, especially if one guy really, really, you know, stands out. Um, and it seems like Sanders is standing out right now. So let's monitor that as the offseason moves along. So Theo Riddick signed with the Broncos, right? And, you know, we were hoping for a Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman duo. Uh, but apparently he's been taking a couple snaps here and there with the ones on third down, stuff like that. And that really sucks. Um, hoping that his role isn't, like, that real. I'm hoping that Lindsay can can handle a lot of that, you know, of that passing down work. But it seems like Lindsay's work is being squeezed from both sides. Early downs with Royce Freeman, later downs with Theo Riddick, and, like, He's getting squeezed out, you know, because he had that big role last year. Royce Freeman coming in. Devontae Booker had, you know, a ridiculous, like, 30%, like, more than 30% um, snap share last year for no reason, right? He was kind of their passing down specialist, uh, even though he wasn't that great at it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you, you want you don't want this to become a three-down, a three-man backfield. You, you know, with Lindsey and, and Freeman there, you know, both could have had some value. But now... Not looking so great. So let's hope that it's really a two-man backfield and, and, and you know, Riddick doesn't fuck shit up. Apparently, Jordan Reed has been killing it in camp. I know we've been going down this this well for a while now. I get it. You know, um, he was elite a few years ago, um, and we've been trying to get some sort of production out of him over the last couple of years. But apparently, he feels the best he's ever been. A lot of players do say that, but this is one of the first off seasons in a while where he wasn't noticing some sort of injury or wasn't recovering from something or didn't have some sort of surgery. Actually, I, I think this is the first off season in a few off seasons where he didn't have surgery, um, which is which is good for him. Um, so you know, if you're if you're looking for like a super late round you know upside option at tight end, you know, 
I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be uh, one of the options, especially um, you know with the quarterback situ situation that they have. And on top of that, like they don't really have a ton of options uh, of known options at the wide receiver position. So late round stab. Ryan Schottenheimer had some really good words to say about Chris Carson when it came to the passing game. He said that Chris Carson uh, needs to be more involved. They need to get him more involved in the passing game because he has unbelievable hands. Um, I don't know about all that. Uh, but. You know, that is good news. And Chris Carson also said that uh, Shadi has been, you know, uh, doing more things in terms of, of, of getting the running backs more involved in the passing game, splitting them out wide, giving them more targets, um, and, and doing more things to, to help them get the ball, um, you know, out of the backfield. So that, that's good news for him, good news for Penny too, um, because it seems like that's it's something that Schottenheimer is focusing on for this year, um, you know, just getting the ball into these, into these running backs' hands more often. So both of their values, looking good. Good news for Damian Williams. He's back in practice after missing some time without a hamstring injury. Carlos Hyde still taking first team reps today. Uh, Damian Williams is working his way in, especially in passing situations um, in practice. So uh, I would assume that he's going to continue to work his way in and, you know, fully take over uh, with the first team um, and take Carlos Hyde's place there. Uh, but, you know, just, just I'm monitoring that situation. Carlos Hyde did get some work with the ones and got some opportunities. So I'll be monitoring that as uh, his situation improves. A name to monitor in the Saints' backfield is Divine Ozigbo. Um, Latavius Murray, he's been out with some undisclosed injury. Um, I think he's back now. Uh, but Ozigbo kind of did his thing a little bit uh, in camp while Murray was out. So he's a guy um, who, who showed some elusiveness, some 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 vision um, in camp. And, you know, he, he could be a guy who could be in that rotation if Murray were to miss time. Um, and if he really shows out, maybe he kind of like works his way into Murray's Murray's chair a little bit. Um, that's completely speculation, complete speculation right there. But the Saints backfield is one of those backfields where you kind of want to know the names because all they do is produce top fantasy running backs. Preseason starting.